This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. We have a really fun and silly and relatable and real episode today and I'm so excited. I kind of want to get right into it because honestly, not much else is going on. Um, This week, Jake and I are actually doing a little getaway that our brothers got us as a gift for our engagement. So very excited for that and excited to have a few days off and really try and not be on my phone and not do work and just be present and in the moment and that will feel really, really nice. So thank you to the brothers for that. And yeah, other than that, just enjoying this weather and really trying to like stick to being in a routine since I can. I feel like I've been traveling so much and and going all over the place and just been like sick and stuff that now that I can kind of be just home and and working Monday through Friday for the most part, I can actually like do things that make me feel good mentally and physically. So enjoying being in that routine vibe with the exception of the two nights for going away. And yeah, Barkley was a little bit of a terror throughout this episode. He barked the entire time. Um, Don't worry, you guys won't hear it, even though he wishes you would. Today on the pod, we have Alana Bloomberg. I am so excited to have her on. I first found out about her. I guess she like showed up my free page maybe a year or so ago. And I feel like I've learned a lot from her about routines and balance and health and wellness. And she is the host of Morning Ray, which is an amazing podcast. You guys have to check it out. And I just feel like she makes everything very relatable, whereas a lot of creators out there in the wellness space, I feel like there's a lot of like woo-woo stuff out there that isn't very digestible for someone like me. And I think Alana's content and her podcast just really like hits home for the way I'm able to understand some of these concepts. So I really, really admire her and respect her. And I'm so excited to have her. We have a very fun agenda For today's episode, we are going to talk about situationships. We're going to talk about commitment. We're going to talk about masculine versus feminine energy in dating. We are going to talk about rosters. If you should have one, the benefits of having one, how to maintain one, how to fill it up, and when you should not have one. Um, We are going to talk about whether there should be a difference between being exclusive versus being in a relationship and the language we use around that and so much more. 
Let's get into it. I am so excited. Thank you guys again for tuning in and let's bring Alana in. Okay, we're here. (laughs) Alana Bloomberg, welcome to Seeing Other People. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I found you either on TikTok or Instagram, maybe like a year ago. And I feel inspired every day by you to like, live a more aesthetically pleasing life. (laughs) (laughs) My life is not aesthetically pleasing. Like my counter right now is mayhem. Like... (laughs) Instagram versus reality, but um, no, seriously, like your content is so impressive, and I feel like you're you're very, I don't know, I, I there's a lot about you and and your work ethic and just what you do and what you put out there that I really admire. So uh, honored oh, to have you, you here on Seeing Other People. <laughs> Tell me about what is going on in your life right now. You're host of Morning Ray podcast. You do a ton on social media. What's going on in your dating life, and how does that tie into everything else going on in your world? Yeah. So right now I feel like I'm kind of in this like in-between period. Uh, For the past year and a half, two years, I would say I was going on dates all the time. I constantly was seeing like two to three people at a time, going on dates with them, getting to know people, trying to figure out what exactly I'm looking for in a partner. Like, what do I want this person to have personality-wise, career-wise? How could they fit into my life? And I want to say since July last year, I have been so burnt out from dates. I have maybe been on three dates since then. I've just gotten out of like a seven month situationship friends with benefits situation. And we can talk about that in a bit, but now I'm kind of just, it's not that I'm opposed or closed off to dating. I'm just not actively trying to seek out people. Like I feel like before I was like, Oh my God, I need a boyfriend. Like I need to find this person. I'm getting old. I'm literally 23. God bless. Like you're you're Alana. A fetus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, and now I'm kind of just like, I am on the apps, but I'm not really using them. I'm open to people, but I'm kind of just doing me. And if something comes and someone asks me out or I, make out with someone at a bar and I'm into it and I want to see where it goes. Like I'll do it, but I'm not like actively trying to set up like two to three dates a week. Like I was before. So that's like kind of where I am right now in terms of my dating life. How does that feel for you? Because that is a big transition to make. Obviously it didn't happen overnight, but I'm curious what that's like. Do you feel like, Oh, I'm gonna miss out on my person. Or do you feel like, well, I'm actually focusing on me and I don't need to make dating the one thing that my whole world is about because that doesn't feel good. I think it's hard because part of me obviously is a hopeless romantic and I do like want a partner and I want to experience life with someone and I want to fall in love and all these things. But I just, I'm tired of trying to make it happen and try tired of trying to like force anything. And I've learned that obviously that hasn't worked. And I'm just like trying to learn how to be okay with just accepting what my life looks like right now and putting the energy into myself instead of giving it to someone else. Cause I feel like I just give, give, give. And I forget about like refilling my cup as much as I do my morning routine and I have my self-care rituals. I felt like I was like just trying to fix someone else or please someone else or like change myself 
to fit whatever they were looking for. And I just got tired of that. So that's like where I am right now. I definitely feel like I go back and forth because like you said, it's not just something that you can flip a switch and all of a sudden you're like, I can only focus on me. Obviously I'm human and I still am interested in men and hooking up with men and, you know, going on dates and having attention, but I'm trying to encourage myself to kind of just like let go of that. And if it comes, it comes. I think that is such a good approach to dating and something that I definitely don't think I ever successfully did. You know, I think there were times where I'm like, oh, screw the apps. I'm going to delete them because nothing's working. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, I'm not going to be a complete person until I find my person. And Mm -hmm. I think that like, I wish I could go back in time and kind of shake myself and be like, no, Alana, like, you like you have to do you and and do what makes you happy and take care of yourself because like you said like when it's kind of like give 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 when you're dating so much of it unfortunately ends up being like trying to please someone else and trying to do or say whatever it takes to get this other person to want to be with you when it shouldn't be that way at all you should know who you are and what matters to you and what feels good for you. And then somebody will see that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I applaud you for being able to like kind of shift that narrative for yourself, even if it just came from burnout, even if it wasn't an intentional thing, I do actually think it's a much healthier way to approach dating. Yeah. I feel like it is too. And I think there's more of a, conversation about it on socials now I feel like more people are talking about kind of just letting go and seeing where life takes you and putting energy back into yourself and putting yourself on the pedestal as people like to say um there I think her name's Liz like date yourself instead Mm -hmm. like she talks a lot about all of this I think the narrative is starting to change a little bit like I think the the dating scene and the community that is always discussing dating online is changing. And I think it needs to. Yeah. I think it's needed to for a long time. And and I'm happy there are so many people out there saying like something's wrong with this and we haven't been kind to ourselves and we all deserve to treat ourselves so much better because otherwise, how is anyone else going to treat us well if we don't first treat ourselves well and know who we are and what's important? Yeah, they say that the people that you tend to be attracted to are mirrors of yourself and what your life looks like and how you see yourself. So I always like to reflect after like relationships and situationships and things like, okay, what did we learn from this? Like, what can we take away? Like, what do we not want? What do we think was actually going on in our own life based on what we saw in that partner? Yeah. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. 
and it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day and you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one last thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. 
I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion and I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy and you guys know me I always choose comfort over how something looks but with Jenny Kane I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style all right so we have the discount code coming for you find your new uniform at JennyKane.com seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout that's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com promo code SOP S-O-P let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, I need to hear about this friends with benefits situation ship thing. Okay, it, it ended. How yes. are you doing? I honestly feel fine. I definitely like miss him and miss like the physical intimacy, not even like hooking up, just having someone in my bed. Like, I don't know. I used to not be someone that wanted like, love through like physical touch like that was not really my thing it was more so like words of affirmation and I honestly learned to really love it and I guess because that was his it grew to be mine as well and so that's definitely something that I've missed but I think because it was so emotionally like up and down it felt almost like this relief off of my shoulders and I felt so much lighter and more energized when it ended and I don't hate this person like I would still be friends with them which I think goes to show that I've gotten better at choosing men um, <laughs> it just good telltale it, sign yes he just like wasn't ready for commitment and that is okay and not everyone's going to be on the same page as you but honestly like I'm feeling fine I've run into him I think he needs to work on some things maybe, but overall, like I feel fine. Like I think that this situation ship friends with benefits was honestly a really great learning experience for me. I learned how to communicate what I'm feeling in a really healthy way in an open way. I let go of a lot of fear around doing that because in the past I would be scared to communicate anything. Um, I also feel like, I didn't lose myself for him. Like I still very much went out with my girlfriends, had fun, didn't cater my plans around him. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think everyone does that, but I wasn't like not going out in the the thought of seeing him. Like maybe he'll reach me up later or something, but I'm doing good. You're everything you're saying. You sound like a model student of dating right now. Like I didn't even have to ask you is my, I think what I've learned from my past relationships and breakups is that in order for me to start to move on, I have to figure out what I learned from mm -hmm. the situation. Even if it crashed and burned, even if I ended up being depressed after, even if it was like the worst thing in the world, like I had to figure out what I learned. So it's amazing that you have taken the time and, and have had the self-awareness to do that. And that there are so many learnings, even if it didn't go the way you wanted to in the end. Yeah. And I honestly attribute that to therapy because my therapist works on my self-esteem and dating a lot because that's something that's been impacted. Um, I wasn't always like the most secure person when it came to dating. I still think that's something that I'm working on. And I'm also grateful that my friends are very 
aware and progressive with these things. And they ask me these questions and they make me think about it. And so now because they've asked me that, I'm going to continue to practice those things like reflecting. So I really think it is like who you surround yourself and like the way that they talk and their language around dating and love and relationships and all this really impacts how you partake in it. Are your friends as self-aware as you? Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. (laughs) (laughs) Honest answer. Do you find yourself going to your friends for dating advice or vice versa? I feel like yes, because I'm the only one out of my friends who's never had a boyfriend. So I feel like they have more experience with me when it experience than me when it comes to an actual relationship. But I would say I actually have more dating experience. Like they wouldn't really know how to like navigate hinge or set up dates or how to have a roster or how to not get super attached, like right away. Like they're not good at that stuff. So like I go to them for anything about like, okay, do I need to talk to him about exclusivity or like any of these things? Because a lot of the times, like I don't really make it to like three months, six months, whatever. Like this is yeah, this most people don't. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Like I don't know how I got to seven, but I was gonna say how <laughs> how did you or why do you think it lasted as long as it did when you mentioned that he wasn't ready to commit? I think because during the whole situationship thing, and even now, like I don't entirely know what I want. I wasn't like super set on having a boyfriend. And for the most part, I was comfortable with what was going on. And I felt like my feelings weren't progressing super fast. So it was okay. And we had like check-ins, I want to say like at three months, he initiated talking and to make sure we're on the same page. And then at six months, I felt like to do the same thing again, because I felt like things had shifted. And then a month later, I realized things really weren't working. I was anxious. I wasn't happy anymore. This wasn't benefiting me anymore. So then we discussed things again and we both mutually ended it. So I think it was like the constant and clear communication that really helped, which I feel lacks in a lot of situationships and friends with benefits because people are too scared to discuss these things. But we honestly weren't for -hmm. the most part, obviously still human, still like in our early 20s and can get nervous to discuss these things. But I think it was honestly the communication and then me just like still focusing on my own life and just having fun with friends and everything. Yeah. Sorry if I laugh through this as Barkley is literally climbing (laughs) all over me, you guys. Um, I think it's interesting that you, like you said, like people often feel afraid to have these conversations I am a firm believer that it is the conversations that you're afraid to have that are 1000% the most important conversations that you need to be having. And it's great that he brought it up. And then you brought it up later, like Mm -hmm. you both felt like you could bring it up, even if it was scary, like you knew you had to and maybe it didn't result in a specific leaning of the tides. But it was a dialogue. And I think that's so important that like you continue to have that dialogue. Like you said, like as you feel things shift and kind of figure out what makes sense and and if it it makes sense or if it makes sense to end it. So yeah. Yeah. You mentioned how to have a roster. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's get into it. Elena, how do you have a roster? 
Okay, so my rule of thumb is your roster should consist of like anywhere between two to five people. I honestly like to keep it around two to three. I've done five before and I was honestly too overwhelmed. It's a lot. (laughs) Like I can't even remember what I've told my friends. So trying to remember what you've told these guys is like (laughs) impossible. Isn't that the worst when you like go to tell a friend something that you think is like exciting or this breaking news and they're like, and you literally just told me this like scroll it's like oh my god oh my god okay red flag on myself right now (laughs) yeah um so I like to keep it around like two to three people also if you're a busy gal like me you don't really have time for more um and then I have a three date rule when it comes to my roster so if by date three I'm still unsure I'm not really into it I'm going to send an anti-ghost text. I'm going to kind of end it like saying like no hard feelings, like don't really see it going anywhere, like something nice, like don't be mean to them. Like you don't really need to do that, but I wouldn't ghost them. Um, And I wouldn't continue to see them past three dates if I wasn't really feeling it or seeing it being anything more. Cause then I just think I'm leading someone on like after the third date, I feel like it's starting to enter a bit more of the exclusive territory a bit, um, just personally. Um, but in terms of finding your suitors, I love to use Hinge. <laughs> I would say Hinge is the best option. I don't love Bumble. I despise Tinder. However, I have learned that my followers have all found their boyfriends and their husbands through Tinder. So Interesting. <laughs> Listen, don't knock it till you try it. Like I have also heard of a lot of success stories from Tinder. They all just happened to have begun 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I don't know the last like recent Tinder success story, but maybe that's because the people I know feel like there is a stigma around using it. But I, I know they're trying to rebrand right now. So maybe it's working. I I will not be partaking in Tinder. (laughs) Personally, I don't know. I've like downloaded it. Just it feels grimy. Like, yeah, yeah. Not not my cup of tea. If it's yours, go for it. Whatever works works. But Hinge is where I like it. Um, I've used Locks Club. I have Raya, but it's more for entertainment value. Yeah, I'm curious about Locks and Raya and, and other apps that aren't necessarily location based. Like, how has that ever actually worked for you? Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. So Locks Club, I have met a few people from it. When it first came out, there were a few, there were more people in Toronto on it. Um, and I ended up seeing a guy that I met through there, like for three months or something. He, we also matched on Hinge. So it's like the game of matching One on of every single app. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've met a lot of people in New York that have kind of just 
met out when I'm in the city, but that's the only thing. Like you can't really do it by location. You can filter once you've matched with someone by location. Like you could be like, Oh, I'm in Miami. Like, let me check all my Miami matches. But, right. <laughs> um, it's like not super efficient. I would say, unless you live in those cities, because then you're going to have more options. Like there's not really any Toronto guys on locks club. I don't think it's actually open to them. I just still have my lifetime membership that I got gifted by Carly actually. Oh my God. I'm dead. <laughs> that is so funny. I love that. <laughs> cool. But, okay. So we yeah, found them on where I got them. Where else? Yes. Yeah. Where else? Apps, Anywhere else? Bars. Honestly, I've had great success from meeting people in person, like usually at a bar or through hanging out at like at a pre with um, friends, like mutual friends being set up or being at a house party when those rarely happen. But if there's a house party, well, like, they do. Yeah. there's like, I don't know, you meet someone there. Honestly, in person a lot or like I'll match with them on Hinge and then meet them in person. Like last weekend, this guy came up to me. I'm literally in front of the DJ booth at this bar club situation and he introduces himself to me he's actually the first guy that I would actually give any attention to that night the rest of the night I was like absolutely not because they would all just grab my waist and like can you not introduce yourself like (laughs) let's be nice over here and he's like I think we matched on hinge and at first I thought it was like just like a hit like a pickup line or something but then I remembered we actually did so hinge and bars or even like workout classes like if you go to the same studio a lot and you run into people like you can eventually like talk to them or like become friends with them um or like through mutual friends that's pretty much how I get the roster and then I don't know what I haven't had a roster in a while (laughs) (laughs) is it hot roster summer roster girl summer I feel like we're probably going to enter into that territory (laughs) unintentionally. It always ends up happening. I go from having zero prospects to having like five guys that are trying to get my attention. And I'm like, okay, which ones am I actually going to venture into seeing in person? Yeah, it's it honestly is a difficult situation to be in because you don't want to make the wrong choice. You also it's hard to balance. It's hard to like have time for all those people and like actually give your energy to them. It's tough. I, I definitely struggled. There were times where I think for the most part, I was very much like a date one person at a time, but I would be lying if I said there were not absolutely times where my friends and I had Google spreadsheets of the guys that we were talking to and like (laughs) shared iCloud notes with like picture and description and what number date we were at in order to like keep track and keep each other in the loop. But it, I think it has its its pros and cons, but I think like if you're able to build up a roster, like by all means, go for it. Yeah. Do you and like? Well, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying, do you ever feel guilty about talking to or going on dates with multiple people at a time? I feel like when I first started doing the roster, definitely because I was very much, I only talk and go out with one person at a time when I started doing the roster. And the reason why I started doing rosters in the first place is that I found I was putting the guy on the pedestal so much and I was getting so hyper fixated on them and really losing track of reality that the only way for me to control 
getting obsessed or too like infatuated with a person was to have many options and to continue to have this like abundance mindset because I felt like when I was just seeing the one guy it was like he's my only shot at love sort of thing and I feel like a lot of girls or people in general experience that when you're only seeing one person it's very easy to get obsessed with them and think that this is your one shot when that's so far from the reality um But the only time I would say I actually feel guilty is because I'll never sleep with more than one person at the same time. So if I've started to progress to that with someone else, with one of the people on the roster, then I kind of feel guilty seeing someone else. At the same time, I'm like trying to keep my options open, like not put all my eggs in one basket. But then I feel myself kind of closing myself off to the other two options. Cause I'm like, okay, well I've already progressed with option a, I don't right. want to now be doing the same with option B and or C. So then I usually end up ending it with other people. If I feel like it's going to continue to progress with option a. Yeah. It does get complicated when, like you said, like if, if you start sleeping with one person, that doesn't necessarily mean you're all in on them. Like you're just exploring it further, but then does that mean you have to stop exploring it with someone else? If it starts to get to that point, it does get tricky. But I think to, to your point of like, it helps you having that abundance mindset, knowing like, okay, I do have options. It's not like I just have to be with this one person that's willing to be with me. I think it is so important to realize that like, you are the prize and like you are Mm -hmm. somebody who's worth being with someone that you are choosing to be with that you want to be with, not because they're the only option, but because you've explored all the options and you've decided like, this is what feels right. Yeah. In this essay, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think for those who are able to maintain a roster, I, I do think that it is something that you should try to do because I do think there are a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. And you can choose like what your own personal like limitations are with the roster. Like maybe you don't sleep with any of them until you've chosen one. Like maybe that's something, or maybe you're okay with sleeping with more than one person at the same time. And you make sure you're using your protection and you're having those talks because I mean, they could be, but you just got to choose. You just got to choose what's like right for you. And figure out as you go what you feel comfortable with. And again, it's always about that clear communication because you wouldn't want to be left hanging in the dark. So like when you're starting to not be interested in one of your options, communicate that you don't really see it going further, that you've had a great time, but I think that's it. (laughs) Like there's nothing more. We we overcomplicate it so much. And like, if you're trying to beat around the bush and you don't want to let them down, like they feel that you are being distant and they are probably filled with anxiety versus if you were to just say like, Hey, not feeling this anymore, whatever anti-ghosting text, like we're all where we all feel a weight lifted off of our shoulders, getting that text mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting there waiting and not knowing. So I think like, yeah. if you're feeling that, like send the freaking text, it takes two seconds. I actually, <laughs> I had a guy that I went on a date with like a year and a half ago, <laughs> messaged me this past weekend being like, Hey, like, I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciated like your anti-ghosting text. I've actually used it. <laughs> Wait, a year and a half later. Shut up. I'm freaking out. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the effect of the anti-ghosting text. Spread that positivity. You guys <laughs> spread those good vibes. <laughs> it's 
good karma. That <laughs> He's is like, amazing. It worked great. I'm like trying to think like, is this him trying to slide back in? Is he just? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? There's a lesson here. If you don't know what to say in that anti-ghosting text, just take it from someone who said it to you. There you go. We yeah. all have some form of an anti-ghosting text in our phones right now. We yes. can all use it. And if you felt okay with that message overall, then reuse it, copy, paste. Yeah. And if there was ever a message you got from someone that you, that didn't make you feel good, don't use what was in that message. (laughs) Yeah, don't. It's an art form. Okay. I want to talk about dating. You and I spoke before and kind of talked about this idea of like masculine versus feminine energy in dating. And you mentioned that you feel like you hold more masculine energy as a female. Okay. What does that mean for those of us who are less familiar and how does that show up for you in your dating life? So obviously I don't know like the exact definition of like masculine versus feminine energy, but I've always felt that when it comes to dating, I'm not afraid to be a more assertive person. Like I'm not afraid to make the first move. I'm not afraid to ask the guy out. I'm not afraid to decide on the plans and kind of be the leader in the relationship or the more dominant person. And I feel like that relates to having more masculine energy. I'm also someone who's very independent. I'm a self-starter. I work for myself. Like I'm not like a lot of traits that normally men hold or society expects men to hold as opposed to a female, like they expect them to kind of just like go with the flow and to let the man lead. And yes, I do let that happen. But I feel like if something's not happening, I'm not afraid to like step in and be like, Hey, want to like grab a drink with me or to slide into the DMS? Like, I'm not afraid to do that. And it has worked in the past. Like it's worked many times, but sometimes I think it either scares certain men away. Um, it can lead to them feeling at least this is what I feel. I feel like they can feel intimidated by me because I am super confident. I super sure of myself. And also I have a presence online. So sometimes guys don't really know what to do with that, especially here in Toronto. It's not really like an, like there are influencers, but it's not really like you're in LA or New York. It's not like that. Um, and then sometimes I honestly think it could lead a guy who obviously this like depends on them and like how secure they are in themselves, but it could be a turnoff for them. Or that's, that's what I've convinced myself sometimes. Like, I feel like it turns them off because they want to be the one that's chasing. Um, but that's just kind of what I felt in my dating experiences and how I feel right now. Do you feel like anyone that you would potentially scare off by, you know, being forward or or upfront or making that move? Could you argue or would you personally argue that like, that's just not your person anyway, if this one thing was going to be not it for them, then in so many other situations where you would kind of put yourself out there, they also would not like, it just wouldn't be a match. Yeah, I think like, that's something I tell myself, like the right person won't be intimidated by it or turned off by it, they'll actually be attracted to it. And find it to be something that's like attractive about me, or maybe something that draws them more to me. But it's hard when like everyone online is always like, 
embrace like your dark femininity or like your feminine side like let the man chase like they should be the one asking you all the time you shouldn't be asking them so it's hard when like the language is always like that or the the conversations are that online because it can really make you start to question the way that you act in your romantic life I really relate to that because there were a lot of times when I was single where I would go to maybe like one of my group chats or a certain group of friends for dating advice and they would all kind of agree and say like, oh, wait for this person to respond or like let him make the move or like, yeah, like don't do not send that text. And for me, I felt really conflicted because I felt like in my gut and in my heart, like that is what like sending that text or or making that move or doing that thing is what felt right for me. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, like the person who is going to want to be with me is going to want to be with me for me. And so not sending the text felt like I was trying to be somebody else or trying to follow someone else's rules or do what works for someone else versus what actually felt right. And what like my gut was telling me to do. And it was interesting because I, I found that most of the time I would ignore everything that my friends would say. And then I would send a text, ask them out, whatever, do the thing. My friends would be like, Alana, come on, like, what the fuck? Like you're digging yourself into a hole. But whether or not it ended up panning out, like, I think it was really important to stay true to who I was in every situation and do what made sense for me. But it is really hard when there's so much dialogue out there saying to do something else or saying that this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, even like... I go against everything my friends always tell me whenever I follow through with whatever they're telling me to do. I feel like it goes worse off. Like I should have just listened to myself. Like no one at the end of the day, your friends can have so much experience and they can give you so much valuable advice. I'm not saying that your friends can't give you valuable advice, but no one knows your relationship with that person like you do. No matter how much information you give your friends, no matter how much information you give your therapist, they are not in the one, they are not the ones in the relationship, seeing the body language of the person you're talking to, hearing your conversations, unless they're literally in your ear. I don't know. Unless they somehow like are right there all the time and are seeing everything, even like then, like, say you go on a group date or like are in a group situation and they see how you interact with this person. You don't know. They don't know what you guys are like behind closed doors. Like there are so many aspects that other people don't understand. So I always say like, go with your gut. Like if you feel like you should like them on hinge, like them on hinge. If you feel like you should send the first message, send them the first message. If you feel like you want to ask them for drinks, ask them for drinks like honestly life is too short to sit here and be like no I should let them chase me but then I go back and forth like being like I should let them chase me like (laughs) (laughs) because everyone else is saying to do it yes but not everyone else has also lived your life and your past experiences and all of those shape who you are and why you do the things you do and why you feel the things you feel yes that is right. <laughs> but it, but everyone else is saying to do it <laughs> a certain way. It's so hard. <laughs> no, I, I really think at the end of the day, like the only true way to like be your best self and find the person that is right for you is by being yourself. And there will be a reason that that person wants to be with you and not your friend, you know, or yeah. you and not whatever person's content you're watching who says to do things a certain way. Like we're all 
different and we're all just trying to figure out what works best for us. And I think there is a lot of beauty in embracing that exact thing, what works best for you. Yes. And like also eventually like they're going to find out who you really are. Like, especially if you start dating this person, like you can only put on a show for so long, the real colors are going to come out. Like they're going to know. And like, you don't want to feel like this pressure to hide your true colors. That's going to drive you insane. And that's going to make you feel so drained and tired. And like you're hiding something because you are like, you want to be with someone where you can just be how you are alone. Like be where you're like your child's self comes out. Like that's what you want. Like that's when you know you're safe. Yeah. When you can be like your silliest, weirdest self and not feel any judgment or even a fear of judgment. Cause you just know you'll be embraced. And it is so interesting how people feel like they have to play it cool and be chill and put on this persona. But at what point do you stop doing that? Like what, like when, Mm -hmm. when you become exclusive, no, then you're trying to get from being exclusive (laughs) to in a relationship. Okay. You're in the relationship, but you want to like get to the point where it's serious. So you got to keep like roping them in. Like, no, you, it it doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work. Cause someday you're going to realize like, wait, I actually have never been myself with this person. They don't know who I really am. I don't feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. And why would you want to be in a relationship with somebody where you don't feel like you can be yourself? It's also not fair to them. You're catfishing yeah. them. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I've fully seen people end up in relationships. And when I, I've seen them in these relationships and like seen their interactions and heard the things they're saying to their partner, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I know you and this is literally a different person. Yeah, I've seen that happen with some of my friends. I'm like, I don't know how long this is going to last. I wish yeah. you the best. And it doesn't last because why would it? No, no. But can we go back to um, the relationship timeline? Yeah. How we go from exclusive to dating, like exclusive and dating are the same thing. Like, can we just like veto exclusive? Like I would love to, I I would (laughs) love to. Wait, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Jake, my now fiance, on our sixth date, we were at the Central Park Zoo looking at the seals and he brought up not seeing other people. And I was like, yeah, great, cool. We're not seeing other people. A month and a half goes by and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy waiting for? Like we, okay, we had that talk, but like, he's not bringing up like that. He wants me to be his girlfriend and this is driving me crazy. But like, he didn't say girlfriend in the first conversation. So that definitely wasn't you guys were boyfriend, girlfriend. (laughs) I was literally like every single time we hung out, I'm like, okay, this is the time. Like he's gonna, he's gonna ask me to be his girlfriend. Like he's going to introduce me as his girlfriend. It kept not happening. One morning I was like about to explode. So I literally just like turned to him. Like, are you going to ask me to be your girlfriend already or what? And his response was, I thought you were my girlfriend. Boys are so stupid. That happened with my friend Sid. (laughs) Like the amount of stress and anxiety I put myself through, but also he put me through, but also like, it's just so annoying that there are so many different definitions and one person's definition might not necessarily be the other person's definition. And we don't all talk about it. It's fucking annoying. I know. But then like some people are like, okay, we're exclusive, but we're not dating. Right. I'm like, okay, so you want like all the perks, but you don't want to call me your girlfriend. Yeah. And I've said yes to that. 
Yeah, I've suggested that too. I did that for like, that was who I went to prom with. Like that was like my high school. I don't know. They're I guess doing I could call him my boyfriend. Like they're, yeah, I didn't know they were doing that, that in high school. school. Well, yeah, ex- what perks were there in high school? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like grade 12. So like yeah, we were already yeah. losing our virginities at that point. <laughs> um, but no, that was like a common thing in my high school. Like you would could be exclusive with someone but not boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It just doesn't make sense. No. And it's so annoying. I would love to really hear annoying. on like every type of label. It's like, okay, do you want to be with me or not? Like, are we together or are we not? Like that, that's all it should be. Yeah. But the issue is, is that people have so much access to see what's out there. Yeah. That the likelihood of someone wanting to settle down is so much smaller. Like it's so much harder to find that person because people are like, oh, what if like something better comes along? Yeah. Like Hinge and dating apps are literally a catalog. Yeah. For dating or hookups. Yeah. 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 I think everyone's really frustrated by it, but nobody knows like, how do we fix it? We tell Hinge to delete itself. <laughs> Well, if I still worked there, I would uh, try that. But uh, unfortunately, they deleted me first before I could do that. But yeah, it's tough. And listen, on the here's my one argument with the exclusivity thing. I felt like knowing that step of like, okay, like Jake asked me to be exclusive. I felt like, okay, that now, like, I feel secure. I know that he's not seeing anyone else. I know that he's Mm -hmm. not talking to anyone else. I don't have to feel anxious anymore. Like, I know that this could go somewhere. And like, I feel more comfortable and confident now. But why couldn't we also just be boyfriend and girlfriend at that point? Like, (laughs) what the fuck is the difference? Mic drop. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is the difference? With myself about this all day long. Like, what is the difference? Like... Would we equivalent being exclusive with someone as like when our parents are growing up, they would be asked to go study with someone? Like, is that the same right. stick in a different word? Like, but, but what's the difference between going study and being boyfriend and girlfriend? I think going is going study like you're just going on dates consistently. Like, what is it? <laughs> but, but exactly. Like, I guess <laughs> you're going on dates with each other and nobody else. Yeah, ex- okay, exclusive. So our parents have the same drama. What's it going to be? I feel like our parents actually progressed into dating a lot sooner. What do you think the statistic is <laughs> of situationships okay. that go that that like that become exclusive? Like, okay, let's say there's ten situationships that become exclusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a hundred matches on an app. 10 of those matches turn into exclusive from there. How many of those 10 progress into a relationship? <laughs> like maybe three or four. What happens with the rest? They you break know, up. Maybe, the girl gets this annoyed. Is, this is why, maybe this is exactly why we have that step in between because People don't yet know like, okay, is it going to go there? But we, they want the security of knowing they're not sleeping with anyone else or going on dates with anyone else. So then just date and figure it out. 
Like, hey, this was another thing that I had to talk with my friend Corey about because I had this like idea in my head that the person that I start dating, like I will already, <laughs> I don't know why I thought this. <laughs> when a guy asked me to be his girlfriend, like at that point, I want her ready, know them super well. But she was explaining to me that, that when she started dating her boyfriend, Yes, they knew that they liked each other, but they didn't really know much about each other besides like surface level things. And as they dated, they got to know the person. But for me, I'm like, I wouldn't want to date the person unless I knew 100% was going to marry them. Well, that's a whole other, (laughs) that's another hour long conversation we can have, but... Okay, like so I want to be sure of that they would be like husband material if I'm going to actually date someone because I don't care to date for the for sake of dating. To, what would it take for you to be sure? I feel like I would just know. <laughs> like, okay, if, <laughs> if you were dating someone on the sixth date at the zoo in front of the seals, they asked you to be exclusive six dates in, would that be too early for you? I feel like it depends like what conversations we've yeah. had. Yeah. And like how, how long were each of the dates? Like were some of them one hour or like were some of them like six hours, 12 hours? I've had a 12 hour date before. Me too. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) If this is just a what if game, um, (laughs) if you didn't feel ready to be someone's girlfriend, Mm -hmm. would you say, what, what would you say? Something that like some fuck boy would say, like, I'm not ready to commit right now. (laughs) Or, or would you say, I don't know if I'm there yet, but we can agree to not seeing other people until I figure it out. I guess, but I feel like. I don't know what type of this argument I'm on for the record. I'm on both sides. I'm everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm just going to stare at the ceiling thinking about this. (laughs) Figuring it out, debating this topic. I just know that whenever I've been super into a guy and I've kind of wanted something more with them based on who I was at that point, it's always just been this gut feeling. Like I just know that it's supposed to be something more. And... If they were to ask me and I had that gut feeling about them, usually I know like right off the bat, like if I'm into them and would see them as being my boyfriend or not. So I don't think it would be too soon, but then I guess that goes against my argument of like knowing them. (laughs) It's so hard. It's so hard. I Listen, I think the only solution here is that everyone is just really communicative about (laughs) where they're at and what words mean what things to them (laughs) and how they feel we have to clarify everything (laughs) no we really do because everybody has a different definition but everyone is assuming that the other person they're talking to has the same definition as them and that's almost entirely wrong most times yeah and also people's actions need to match their words and vice versa true true okay I really am going to be up all night thinking about this now. <laughs> I've had so many different like takes on the situation over time. And I have to figure out, I have to figure out where I land. I have to. I feel like if we're, ta- if we take away like number of dates, I would say like time frame. the classic, like three months. Like, I feel like that's enough time to know. Yeah. Unless like you've literally only seen the person like twice within that time frame. But if you're like consistently like talking to them, going out with them, 
doing activities and things around like three months. Like, I feel like that's a good gauger. Like if someone were to ask me at that point to be like exclusive, their girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. I think I should know. And if I don't, then they're not the person unless I've only seen them like two times because of our schedules or something. Yeah, I agree. All right. It's all situational, you guys. <laughs> That's what it's coming down to. Okay. One last question before I let you go. This is my favorite question to ask. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Hmm. What's meant for you won't pass by you. So the person that you're meant to end up with isn't going to like just walk out of your life or like not show interest or anything. Like you will know when you know, and you also won't be confused. Like you won't be confused. If you're asking yourself, like, does he like you? Babe, he doesn't like you. <laughs> like, he, I wish I know. knew. I wish I knew who first said that. Like <laughs> who know, came but... with that fucking quote? Because it's amazing. I don't know. We can claim it as our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ours, Land and Lawn. Uh, Alana, thank you so, so much for being here. Where can everybody find you and your content and Morning Ray and all that good stuff? So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alana Bloomberg. It's A-L-L-A-N-A-B-L-U-M-B-R-G. And then my podcast is anywhere where you listen to your podcast and it's just Morning Ray. Ray is spelled R-A-E. Yes, my names are all spelled very uniquely. <laughs> Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for making me aspire to be, like I said, more aesthetically, please. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like every morning I'm like, Oh, okay. This is the vibe I want to go for. I've never once achieved it, but maybe someday. (laughs) Um, It's a dream. It's a goal. It's a a journey. Thank you again to everyone who tuned in. Thank you so much for listening. And I love you guys. I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.